Welcome to the next edition of the SWN podcast. I am your host, Billy. I'm getting to the habit of actually introducing myself in these things now, as I started doing it last week. I am joined this week by the dynamite herself, Brody Adler. How are you doing? Hello. I'm doing good. How are you? I am doing, I'm doing very well. I'm, I'm really excited about this one, just because of our past uh, interactions over briefly through the, the SWN lives. I think we've got quite a, a lot of common ground, so I think we're going to have a lot of fun uh, with oh, this. Um, so we'll start with the, the normal question, the big boring one. What got you into pro wrestling? Um, so, like a lot of my friends and a lot of the guys I train with, I didn't have a clue about wrestling when I was little. Uh, we didn't have like Sky Sports or any kind of boys in the house or anything, so like we, we didn't, wrestling just wasn't a thing in my house. Um, the first time I stumbled across it was when I was about maybe 18, 19 uh, and it was, I was staying at a friend's house and he had like Smackdown and Raw and stuff playing and I was just like what is, what is this, this is mental and he just walked me through it and I was just absolutely glued to it. Um, so my first show I went to was in 2010 in Mary Hill and I was just, oh my god this is amazing. So. Yeah, I think the rest is kind of history. Um, started going to shows in Glasgow and then eventually worked my way up to going to WWE shows. Yeah. Do you remember who was on that first show, that Raw or Smackdown that you ended up watching? Seamus. <laughs> that's, all, that's all I really remember, Seamus. 2010, yeah, it was a pretty big year for Seamus. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. It was, uh, I remember, oh my goodness, what were they called? Way cool. I remember Lee Cool being the kind of first two women in WWE that I saw, and I just thought they were awesome. They were so much fun. They were really doing the, the both holding the tag team, half of the tag team championships, right? half of the women's championship at that point, I think. Yeah, yeah. just big, big, big zigzag cut in the middle. That's <laughs> that's my main memory of, of them both just kind of holding it. But awesome. yeah. Um, so. We'll keep on the WWE train just for a little bit. Um, so, again, do you remember who was on your first WWE show that you went to live? Uh, see, this is a big problem with me. I have literally the worst, worst memory in the world. It's, it's quite frightening. So, I remember CM Punk being there. And I think big show. <laughs> Uh, there's lots and lots of pictures, so I can I could always look at my pictures and remember. That's kind of what I need to rely on, unfortunately. Um, yeah, I think I'm trying to remember. That's the only thing I, I I'm actually good at remembering. I have a terrible memory, and my wife will attest to that. But if if you give me something wrestling, I'm pretty much sure I can I can tell you who was on the show. I know my first main event was 2006 Aberdeen ACC Rated RKO DX. That's oh, the first one. Awesome. That'd be so cool. I know there was a, uh, of, of course, I saw Ric Flair's arse because you, you would at a show with him on it, but Ric Flair and Roddy Piper, no, Ric Flair teaming with the Highlanders against uh, the Spirit Squad. So, big times. <laughs> I'm just thinking about you just going to a show and expecting to see Ric Flair's bum, like. To be honest, you so do. So bizarre. I mean, well, I was 16, so I went with my parents because I, I, I was too young. And uh, my mum seemed to enjoy it because we also saw Edges. So, you know, you got to see Ric Flair's Edges. 
had to balance Certainly. that a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> so the first indie show, so, so you, you went to, to, to shows in Glasgow, Mary Hill. Um, so how did you get from watching the independent shows to training to become a wrestler? I really never had any kind of, I never had any desire to start training. It wasn't ever something that crossed my mind that, oh, there's wrestling schools and people learn how to wrestle. It was just a thing that I thought people just kind of did. <laughs> I didn't think about the early aspect of it, which and sounds so silly. Um, it was originally in 2015, um, a guy that I knew back then just persuaded me to go to a source class one day and he just he wouldn't let it go so I just decided oh, do you know what I'm just going to shut him up and I'm going to go and I'm going to be rubbish and it's fine but I went along and I absolutely loved it and it was great um unfortunately about three months after because I was I was terrible when I started training I was really not good like couldn't forward roll couldn't backward roll couldn't couldn't bump or anything. It's just nothing I ever picked up in that four months. Um, but I ended, up, I ended up getting injured at work of all places and I ended up out for the next year. And when Source announced they were doing a women's class in 2016, I decided, oh, I'll give it a wee shot. And I went back and it just it just seemed to click a bit better this time. And yeah, the, the rest is kind of history. Um, three and a half years later, I got my debut. Awesome. So you got a load of questions uh, for this. You're very popular. So uh, we kind of touched on, and Liam sent one through, uh, Liam Houghton, uh, saying what inspired you to become a wrestler and what inspired you to follow the path you're on. So you touched on that a little bit, um, just getting badgered to go. But uh, yeah. from that point, what, what inspired you to keep going back? I think because, a little bit of it was because I was rubbish. And like even... Like an example of this would be when I was in high school and they were like, choose your first instruments and stuff. I chose the one that I rated lowest on because I wasn't happy with that. I'm very stubborn. So I was rubbish and I wanted to keep going back. And I mean, I, I was always a little bit of a wimp. So I kind of wanted to beat that out of myself, I suppose. Plus training at Source has always been like I, I always class it as like it's pure therapy because you have a bad day and you go in and you just hit some people and it just becomes so addictive like that so yeah I did stop going um, and then when I started getting a bit better and I got bumped up to um, being able to do matches I thought oh I could actually maybe do this like so yeah it's just I just fell in love with it I guess Awesome. Um, so you, you did make your debut. So you, you put out recently, I think after we did, after we announced that you were going to be in podcast, that, that you really actually had four matches. Was that, was that right? Am I thinking that? But, yeah, I debuted in November. I've only had four matches. <laughs> but you seem to have quite a, 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 a good following. You seem to be well liked because uh, everyone seems to be really just buzzing that you're, that you're wrestling. So what was it like making your debut? Uh, in it would have been the source from it. So what was it like making your debut? It was surreal. Uh, I never really, I never really thought I would get to the point where I could debut. I always had a lot of issues with um, trusting myself and trusting other people just because of my size. Like I'm, I'm five foot two and I weigh easy two hundred twenty five pounds. Like I am not 
an easy girl to lift or wrestle, even for the big boys in our school. So I just always thought, I'll, I'll wrestle in the school and it'll be fine. But I actually, uh, something I still feel very guilty about is I jumped on a debut that was meant for a friend of mine who became injured two days before it. Um, and I was like, I, I want it. So they rescheduled for the end of November and I kind of took her place as opportunistic as I am. Um, but yeah, I don't really fully have a memory of being in the match. Uh, I remember going out and just not knowing what I'm going to do when I get through the curtain. Uh, what will I do when I go into the ring? Will I do a pose? Will I not? Don't know. And then I just remember after it, uh, ADM kind of coming out. But it was awesome. Like I, I couldn't have asked for my debut to go any better. And as much of an ass that he is, I couldn't have asked for a better opponent to see me into my debut, even though he totally robbed me. But that's fine. We'll sort that out later. And then since then, you've you've made your debut in Fierce Females. Uh, who, if anyone's watching the the video stream of this, uh, I can tell that that Brody is wearing the Fierce Females branded T-shirt. Am I right? Yeah. They they are on sale. Go on Twitter or whatever. You'll see. You'll find it. Um, conveniently enough, Brody's uh, video was paused right at that moment as you were showing off. So that could have been a better uh. advertisement for it. Um, so, fear, how's what was it like um, getting to Fierce Females? And because it's, a, I'm assuming it's a bit of a different environment. Uh, it's more of like a, a nightclub-y kind of vibe, just from looking it at both photos. It was it was crazy. Um, so I there I didn't have a planned debut for Fierce Females. Um, Fierce Females was always my my goal if I was ever to debut, and it was actually my goal for hopefully this November coming. And I knew that that was going to be quite a stretch for me. But again, kind of luck swung in my favour uh, on the night of um, the bookings show. And so I, I went along as always, done the ring set up, um, all that kind of stuff, yada yada. And unfortunately, one of the women who was booked didn't show up that evening. So I think we were about halfway through the first half. And I was approached by management of Fierce Females and they were like, look, we, we need we need somebody tonight because someone's not showed up. Um, and as you do when you do go to any shows, if you're on or not on the card or whatever, I brought my gear with me. So I get told, get your gear on and get ready and you're going to be on in about 40 minutes. So that was kind of how my debut went. And it was just the whole night of just, <clears throat> oh my goodness, just total nerves. Kind of like the way I'm sitting just now, I'm just sitting like that. <laughs> Just kind of clutching my hands just now. Um, so yeah, it was it was crazy. And uh, Lacey was a, a brilliant competitor. She was a she was really really good. She was she was very welcoming and very supportive. Um, on my point, I kind of look back on it and think I could have done I could have done better. But under the circumstances, um, I, I I kept the heat as I call it. So yeah, I'm, I'm quite happy. Yeah. Well, that point, you I mean what you're not even six months on live shows on against in front of paying customers, and you've been told 40 minutes beforehand um, that you're going out there. That's madness. I mean, I, I mean, I'm, I'm not a wrestler. I haven't even tried to train. I don't think I could. Um, but I, I think I would need like at least a week to kind of process the fact that I'll be going out there. 
Um, but yeah, yeah, 40 minutes, insane, absolutely insane. Um, oh, it was, oh, drunk time, it was scary. <laughs> so, about inspiration, so who, so you started watching in about 2010, was there anyone that immediately caught your eye uh, that it became an instant favourite um, when uh, you were watching? Probably CM Punk and like being like around uh, kind of 19, 20 at that time, I was still kind of later on 20s kind of emo goth kid so immediately I was like oh he's like a punk rock guy too I love him and he's an underdog that's like totally me so it was almost like one of those kind of association things I guess um yeah so he was kind of my favorite Edge was too because Edge is awesome but he sadly retired not long after I became a fan but now he's back so that's fine well is he back he's kind of he came back and then got injured again, so I think it's oh. next year he'll be possibly back, maybe. Um, so you, you hit CM Punk probably at the, the perfect time then, because 2011, of course, was the summer of Punk, NWE anyway. Uh, and yeah, so a, a great one to, to go with. Um, was there any of the women other than Lay Cool that kind of caught your eye as well? Um, I think at that time, I don't know. Uh, it's a wee bit kind of before, I'm trying to be careful how I, how I word this, <laughs> like the way we've got the women's revolution just now, it wasn't really like that then, so I kind of felt like unfortunately I was in with the crowd and being like, oh the women's matches on, I need to go to the bar and that kind of stuff. Uh, it took me a while to kind of realise, um, oh these women are quite awesome and they're doing quite awesome things too. Uh, I was mostly like kind of fixed on the women in the indies. Uh, I remember the first woman that I actually saw wrestle live in front of me was uh, Sarah Marie Taylor uh, and it was awesome and she was really mean. Uh, she walked past me and she was quite mean so <laughs> but yeah she was awesome. Um, but no I think Lee Cole was, was kind of, they were kind of my favourites around that time in WWE. So it seems like if you got more of a power style, so maybe like a Beth Phoenix or, or a Talia or something that would maybe yeah, catch your yeah. eye. But um, yeah, you're right. It wasn't a, a division that was taken particularly seriously at that time when when they faded out the the when they had the butterfly belt at that time as well. So it wasn't like it was yeah. it was. Thankfully now, it's it's an actual thing. It, it's just wrestling now. There's no. Different. There's no women's oh, wrestling, yeah. men's wrestling, yeah. wrestling. Um, so we've definitely evolved a long way in those last ten years. Um, so have you have you went back to any like? Um, if, you have, if you have the network, have you went back and and watched any past matches? Anyone that's that's caught your eye there? Uh, I haven't recently. Um, since kind of uh, oh my goodness, it's August. Since kind of mid June, I've been trying to claw back into watching wrestling a bit more. Uh, I, I did kind of go off it for a little bit. I just needed a bit of a, a breather after everything that kind of went down. Uh, but yeah, like we, we do have the network, and the kind of past matches I've mostly watched would be like Natalia and Beth Phoenix. Um, yeah, but I, I hate saying we don't really watch a lot of WWE in this house, but. We're mostly kind of indie, indie following, so yeah, most of the stuff we'll watch is old WrestleManias, which I'm currently being trained up on to, to watch more old wrestling, so yeah. 
there's some tough times then ahead, especially for WrestleManias. I find, just watch OSW Review, you'll be fine. They cover most of them. Remember up to WrestleMania 10, you'll get the gist of it. It's all good. As long as I've got some sort of knowledge on it, then yeah, I'll get, I'll get into that. Yeah. I mean, what I've, what I've watched for over 20 years, and I can honestly say I've watched the first 10 WrestleManias through, maybe not WrestleMania 10, because it's amazing, but like the first nine, like once. It's all you need. You just need to watch it once. At least, at least you said you've watched it. Um, you can pick and choose bits after that, but it's good to get a little bit of a foundation in there, I suppose. Um, was it? I think you'll know when I say. Was it WrestleMania Seventeen that I got told to watch? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the best that was one. an experience. <laughs> <laughs> There's that a good was, couple of years crazy. there. Like sixteen is well two thousand. Uh, well, they regard as one of the worst ones, and then it went to seventeen, which is the best one. And eighteen, yeah. you got Rock and Hogan. So there was, and then nineteen. Oh my God! So you can start from seventeen onwards, and you're, you're <laughs> in for a good time. You're in for a pretty good time. That transition period between Attitude Era and Ruthless Aggression. Um, yeah. I think I know what I'm going to be doing this weekend now. Watch some WrestleManias. Uh, I'll say now, actually, I've been really wanting me to watch uh, Marvel films again, and I will now never say no. If, if she brings it up, I am all over it. Okay, oh, yeah. Yeah, we'll, we'll watch. We'll watch Guardians of the Galaxy. It's cool. Yeah. No, Guardians of the Galaxy isn't cool. It's the best. The best of all of them. I'm sorry, I'm very passionate about Guardians of the Galaxy. No, sorry, I, I'm just trying to play it cool because I, I, I'm usually the first one that's like, right, well, what do I do this weekend? I'll watch a film. Spider-Man? Iron Man? <laughs> Avengers? <laughs> so yeah, so if, if she suggests it, she brings it up, I'm like, yeah, whatever, cool, let's, let's yeah, why not? Uh, so yeah, I think it's Guardians is, is the initial plan to, to watch this weekend. Um, that, that was an excellent segue because I love superheroes. So uh, Guardians of the Galaxy then, is that, is that your favourite? Who's your favourite superhero? Uh, Give me a top five. Okay. Top five. Okay, I'm going to look around the room and see what pop finals I've got of superheroes then. Um, so, Star Lord. Love Star Lord. Deadpool has to be. Deadpool's just, just the bath. Yeah, absolutely. Um, give me any Spider Man. Yes, let me see that again. Let me see. That is swish. That is cool. Yeah, I, I was so proud of that. But yeah, Deadpool, definitely on my, on my list. I like that. <laughs> um, I'll, I'll take any Spider-Man. I don't think I've seen all of them, but I like them all. That's three. Thor. For Spider-Man, you're pretty good until you get, don't watch Amazing Spider-Man 2. I think you're pretty much set. All of them are, are incredible. I also don't want to see Tobey Maguire dance ever again, so I think I'll avoid that one. Um, yeah, okay, fair enough. Yeah, <laughs> so, Thor was number four. Uh, what girl doesn't like Thor? Come on. Uh, uh, I feel like I need women in there. <laughs> I've realised I've, I've thrown in four guys, but they are awesome. Well, what were your thoughts on uh, Thor from Endgame? Like, Big Lebowski? Chonky Thor? Yeah. Chonky Thor is the best Thor. I love Chonky Thor. I could just sit and eat a meal and have a wee beer with him and none of us would feel guilty about it. We are in brew in his cabin, as, as uh, you can see in the film. There's a wee iron brew in the background. Seriously? Yeah. Oh, There's a bottle of iron brew. 
because I think it was filmed. It was filmed not nee, up here, but quite near the Highlands and all that kind of stuff. So uh, I could be totally wrong. Could be in an island somewhere uh, near Sky, but I'm, I'm sure it was filmed round about up here. So you, you can see you're going to watch Endgame again this weekend, and you'll see a, a bottle of Iron Brew when they go to Thor's cabin. Oh, I'm totally looking out for that. That's cool. Yeah, I thought Ch uh, Chunky Thor, as you call him. Uh, as soon as I saw him, I thought Halloween. That is my Halloween oh, costume. Yeah. <laughs> I have a beard. I'm pretty chunky myself. So that that's that's happening. That's that's it. So a woman five. So out of the ones in the, on the films, we've got Gamora, uh, Nebula, Black Widow, um, Rescue. Captain Marvel. Uh, uh, I've not seen Marvel. I do need to. Uh, Rescue is um, Pepper Potts. She is quite cool, but. But she'll appear to like two seconds as Rescue. Yeah, in, uh, like I, I wouldn't say she's like a, a pure superhero. I'd say like, oh, there she is. Oh, she's away again. But yeah, aye, that's, yeah. that's probably about right. She actually doesn't even know she's in half the films because you see her getting interviewed. She's like, which ones am I in again? Like, oh, you're in them. You're in the universe. Um, who else have we got? My, um, Mantis. Mantis? Is that not a dude? No, it's fairly certain it's a woman. Okay, I'll be honest. The only reason I know who Mantis is is because it's recently been on Fortnite. <laughs> That's all. <laughs> no, Ma Mantis is Guardians of the Galaxy 2. With the antenna. I can't. Oh my goodness, I think I'm having a moment. I just can't. <laughs> uh, Drax, Drax does not, well, thinks she's beautiful on the inside. Ah, yes! She's awesome! Yeah, sorry. I can picture someone completely different in my head. <laughs> Who is this? I think this person is supposed to be from Aquaman. Alright, I've, I've not seen Aquaman. I want yeah. to, but I just... You know what I'm about the memory now, though. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm going to go with Gamora because she's awesome and she takes no crap. And she's... Green. That's fair, absolutely fair. Um, pretty much in agreement with, with most of that. Spider Man has to be in there. Uh, Deadpool, yeah. Uh, I posed this question to you and I've totally blanked on any other ones. Um, yeah, Star Lord, I'll go for Star Lord, throw him in there. Because yeah. um, it's just as soon as you saw him at the start of Guardians of the Galaxy, that oh, was I it. Just, kind of just fell in love with him for a, lo a little bit. Um, I think if you just offer me any cheeky, sarcastic, kind of funny anyone, like um, superhero, I'll just be down with that like immediately. Like That's just all my traits, so I just want that in a superhero. I, I'll put a bit of Captain America. I like Captain America. Um, I do like he's, Cap, he's a bit. Yeah. He's a bit straight-laced, but he's getting a bit more... Well, maybe he's not in them, but I, he, he was getting a bit sassy towards the end there with... Uh, he does need like a really good night out on the town, I think, just to kind of shake that off a bit. Yeah. That's cool. You can go about his sunglasses and his baseball cap. And then I'm, I'm just going to throw a bit of a wild one out there. It's not really a superhero. Korg. Oh, how awesome is Korg? <laughs> He's just the best. It, it's just some of the worst accents going on in this household every time Korg is brought up with the... <laughs> I'm not going to do them on, on, on here because someone will complain um, that's some sort of offence. Um, but yeah, Korg, throwing Korg in there. Oh yeah, uh, he's awesome. So let's go back to the questions because we've got Grant McIver. 
Oh, you, no. put, <laughs> you put a couple <laughs> questions, so we're just gonna we'll, we'll just like rip them off like a plaster. Uh, favorite member of Atomic Kitten, and why is it Jenny Frost? <laughs> well, I don't really remember Atomic Kitten, which may come as a surprise. I don't really remember much, but no, I mean I know that Grant is like a massive Atomic Kitten fan, and like Ronan Keaton and steps and judging from our source quizzes but uh, yeah it's Just making it's note Jenny. of that grant mckyver for future podcasts <laughs> all that's all in my wheelhouse and he's right it is jenny frost is the best one um, yeah, she is. She's... <laughs> and is it true that there's a place in a man's head that if you shoot it it will blow up it's conjecture but i'm sure if grant wants to step up we can absolutely test that tv one day <laughs> um, I, I don't know whether he's just trying to, to make a joke for you about Hot Fuzz. Great he's film. He's trying to quote me because he knows Hot Fuzz is like my joint favourite film. Ah, <laughs> I knew you were the right person to get on this podcast. What a film. I love Hot Fuzz. Uh, of the Cornetto trilogy, uh, easily the best one, right? Yeah, it has to be because there's only two good ones. So, yeah. Of course, yeah. World's <laughs> End was just awful. It was not good. Not good. I'm just, I'm going to keep watching it every now and again. It's kind of the same way I keep watching the Assassin's Creed film so that I can be like, but you do like it. You do. You just don't know it yet. But, no. For me, they could have just put a Cornetto in Paul. And I think that would have been okay. Yeah. See, that would have been, I think that would have been perfect. All, all they needed was that wee rapper somewhere or Paul just sitting eating a Cornetto and would be like, That, right, was, it, that filled in the sci-fi bit of it. That, that would have been sorted. I mean... I actually thought it was for a long time until the World's End was announced. I was like, oh, Paul Paul wasn't the third one then. Okay. Yeah. All right. It was just scary. I think it was, um, I can't believe I'm saying this, but it was really, really just mental, unrealistic kind of stuff. And it just, it lost me. Yeah, got it, just, it was a bit silly. It was a bit yeah, silly. So we've got uh, a couple of questions from... Uh, ADM, who you've mentioned he's already. Not, he's barred. I can't. <laughs> he's just got the two, so it's okay. Um, yeah. Who is your favourite ADM and why? Um, oh, I was trying to think of other initials of ADM that I could be like, oh, I like him, but I can't. Um, Big Martin, Big Martin. <laughs> ADM, sorry, I don't know who that was. ADM gave me a nice Santa hat and some tinsel to dress up Griffin with, so I guess he's nearly there. He could do a bit better. And uh, favourite distiller song? Drain the Blood. It's got to be. Right, I, I have no idea who. The distillers around my way are Glenn Grant uh, <laughs> and all those kind of places. <laughs> what, what? The distillers what? are like a. a Kind of hard hard rock punk band. Um, front woman is Brody Dal. Right, I'm, 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 I'm getting it together. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, um, she's she's awesome. She's just this big badass punk chick that I, I love. So yeah, another another question just pop. Uh, one I think you you're probably thinking about since it came up from uh, Kevin Williams. Uh, Favorite dinosaur. I think it has to be nice and simple, a triceratops, because they just look so cute and they look like they would kind of be your friend and they could totally shelter you from the rain if it rained. 
Plus, I've got two slippers that are triceratops. Their names are Tony and Dave. And I don't think they'd be very happy if I said anything otherwise. I know. I see them in the background just walking out if uh, that was the case. And plus, it's the Blue <laughs> Rangers, uh, Megazord, uh, Zord, which the Blue Ranger is. I think we, we, we got into this on the SWN Live about Power Rangers and best of Power, best Power Rangers. Um, All right. <laughs> I feel like I've lost you a little bit there. Uh, oh, Power yeah. Rangers? No? Completely gone. Uh, <laughs> Sorry. Well, well the, the Blue Ranger original one, I'm going to bore everyone when I do this, um, was called Billy. He was the Blue Ranger. He was pretty much the tech guy, the man in the chair. He had glasses, so he was the best. He was At, my, at that time, he was the best one. Obviously, I grew up and got better taste. And he's like my third, fourth favourite. But uh, yeah, he had Triceratops as his, as his Zord, and it was the coolest thing ever. Um, but we'll, we'll move away from Power Rangers because clearly that's just not your thing. Or Way over my head. <laughs> I think it was a little bit, I, as far as I'm aware, we're very, very similar age, but it is a bit before my time. I was mostly just kind of cow and chicken, and as you know, Pokemon. So. Perfect. Yeah. That was that was how I was going to say. I didn't know how I was going to get there, but I was going to segue to Pokemon. <laughs> um, you have a Pikachu tattoo, if I mind right, because I had to try and find all these uh, pictures of them. Um, oh, next is Euro One. Awesome. Um, oh yeah. I had to try and find like pictures of all these tattoos when I was creating you on on Two K Twenty, which I had a really. It started off well. Uh, towards the end, when I was going for like more intricate ones, I was like, oh, come on, start it now. I'm going to have to finish this. Um, what is it about Pokemon that's amazing? That was awesome. When as soon as I saw it, I was like, "There's this big ball tattoo and all like my moth and stuff." I was like, ah, "That was awesome." Thank you. <laughs> so, so what is it about Pokemon? I think I just well, I don't know. I just love it. Um, I was watching I was watching Detective Pikachu the other day, and I got to the end of it, and I just realised that. I realise how sad I sound when I say this too. <laughs> I realise I got to the end of it and I was like, I just want to try it, how much I love this. It's just so lovely. Um, I don't know, I think it's um, it's obviously very nostalgic for me. Like in this, in this room just now, I think I've got about six Pikachus. I also have one in my ear just now and the one on my arm. But I've just got so much so much Pokemon stuff and I don't think I will ever ever let go so much so that if I ever have children they will be forced to sit and watch endless hours of Jojo League. That has to happen. And little Ash and Brock and Misty just uh... Not Ash, he's just going to sit and whine and moan the whole time about walking places and about how his Charizard won't listen to him and just and uh maybe Brock and Misty, no <laughs> my goodness no. <laughs> <laughs> so, so uh, were you on the games as well? Is it just the? I mean, for me, for Pokemon, I kind of lost track after uh, the second wave. Actually, no, maybe into the third. That's kind of when I lost my way with Pokemon. Yeah, um, I, I I love Pokemon Go. I go out and play Pokemon Go with my friends all the time, and every time they bring up like a second or third generation Pokemon, I just kind of sit like, what? Because. I'm just not overly educated on anything past the first 150 and I think that's a pure stubbornness in me. Like, I like them and some of them are cute but some of them just, like, there's one that's just a set of keys. Why? Some of the Pokemon just got absolutely ridiculous and that's just something I don't really want to delve into with them. 
Um, there's one there's an ice cream cone or something or yeah, I don't know. some of them are just bananas it's like why not literal bananas like some of them are just next like, next wave oh. will be yeah obviously um yeah i i i got to pokemon emerald on the game boy advance and that was as far as i would go I, after that it was like no, i have no idea who who any of these are and i did like my pokemon yellow my pokemon red I don't remember ever buying Pokemon Silver, but I found it in my makeup bag about three years ago, and I don't know how it got there. But uh, I got Let's Go Eat, no, Let's Go Pikachu for my Christmas on the Switch, and just sitting playing it, like I could feel myself just welling up at just how beautiful the game was. Like besides the fact I had a Pikachu sitting on my shoulder that would just sit and tap me, and sometimes just to make silly noises, that was lovely. But just being able to see all the Pokemon and current graphics and stuff, it was just, the, the game was absolutely beautiful and I can't wait to restart it and then finish it and then restart it again. Kind of like how you do Friends, you go through all the seasons and then you just start from the first one again. That's, let's go Pikachu now. <laughs> yeah. Cool, uh, right, I've got more, I've got more questions about Pokemon but I'll leave them for the 10 count towards the end. I don't mm -hmm. know if I mentioned it so far, we've got a, a new segment uh, that we're testing out. It might go very well, it might not go well at all, uh, but we're, we'll, we'll find out. As with everything in this podcast, it's just winging it and just hoping for the best. Um, so I think we'll kind of steer back a little bit into the wrestling chat because this is apparently a wrestling podcast and that's what mm. I've kind of marketed it as. Um, got Tony Shivers, of course, one of uh, the management team at Fierce Females. Yeah. Um, bit of a standard question, but a great question. Uh, what matches or wrestlers would you like to have and it says what matches or wrestlers would you like to have in the future? I'm assuming you mean she means matches or whatever. Uh, so I've always wanted to wrestle Aisha Raymond and I did have a match uh, set up with her, but unfortunately COVID-19 is, is just intent on destroying everything we know and love. So I didn't have that match, but yeah, uh, I've, had a couple of training matches with her in the past and it was it's so so awesome to work with her and she's so knowledgeable about wrestling and about like psychology and stuff and she's just she's just she's just an amazing woman and i would just love to be able to to have a match with her in front of a crowd i think we could make something really really cool personally and yeah she's kind of my main one apart from that uh, I'm trying to think of guys from Source. Tyler, Taylor. <laughs> I can never say if it's Taylor or Tyler, and he's going to kill me. Um, Mr. Veit, let's call him. I would love to have a match with him because uh, I just think he's a fantastic wee guy, and I love watching his matches. Every time I watch one of his matches, I'm like, I could really, really throw him quite far, and I would really like to. So I'd love to have a match with him. So, um, yeah. Liam, Liam also came back with, with another question saying uh, who would be your dream match so it could be anyone I'll say past or present if there's somehow we could we could clone uh, someone from the past uh, to here and now anyone who would it be? Eek uh, CM Punk? Nah Nah because I don't know I'm not a I love CM Punk. 
Uh, I'm not really the biggest fan of Phil Brooks anymore, so that's a tough one. I, I think maybe Beth Phoenix, to be honest. Uh, Beth Phoenix or Natalia, because I, I love them. Uh, I've always looked at Beth Phoenix because kind of back when uh, you had like your Kelly Kellys and Lee Kill and stuff, Beth would come out and just look like her. She would just be this muscular, big, big woman, and I don't know. She just she just had a different vibe from everybody, and I would have loved if she was around for the whole revolution, because I think that she could have been like the godmother of it, and I would just love to have a match with her. I think that would have been really cool. Absolutely, yeah. I would, like I was saying earlier, I think I was that'd be one I thought we'd really catch your eye just because she, she is she's not saying nothing nothing pretty about her, her wrestling matches but she was she was just a powerhouse that she would come in and demolish your eves and your um Aksanas and i remember far too many of of, of these uh, wrestlers from that age that weren't very good crystal marshall um so yeah <laughs> I, I would definitely see see that kind of match happen well I'll, I'll think i'll tag beth and, and once i put this up and see if we can get a challenge going uh, yeah. She's still wrestling. She's still going yeah, occasionally. Yeah, times. Sadly, uh, totally, totally happened. Um, back just as there's, there's there's no there's no set rules to to this setup. Um, your zero tattoo, Disney. I'm assuming that's just that's another passion along with Pokemon, just Disney in general, or just nightmare for Christmas. Uh, Tim Burton, not so much Disney. I do like Disney, but I'm not like Disney daft. Uh, the zero tattoo is more of a kind of a memory of mine. So uh, I, I remember, I can't remember what year, what year it was, I think I was maybe about seven or eight. And I just remember sitting in the living room on Christmas Eve. It was me and my big sister and my mum and my dad. And we just all got together on Christmas Eve and watched Nightmare for Christmas, which is my kind of first memory of the film. And I absolutely adore the film. Um, but it's just one of those really nice kind of family memories that I have and it's, it's one of the kind of, not one of the only, but uh, my mum and dad separated when I was about 11 so it's just one of those kind of really cherished memories that I've got and I didn't really want to get a Jack Skeleton tattoo because I, I just, I think I got it at a time where I was like, well everyone's got a Jack Skeleton tattoo and I want to be a bit different <laughs> so I got, I got zero plus he was like, he was the kind of nice, kind of innocent portrait character of the film, I guess. And he's cute. And I didn't realise until I got the tattoo that his nose is a pumpkin. And that was something I learned that day. <laughs> um, how I went to see, I went to Disneyland for my, my honeymoon. And my wife's, she, I'm, I like Disney. I love, I love a bit of Disney. I was more excited. I met Spider-Man during that, that uh, trip. And it, I was like a child. Um, because he sounded like Spider-Man. It was Spider-Man. But uh, we, we queued up for 45 minutes on the first day uh, to meet Jack Skellington. And you'd go in and he would like be all nice and speak to you. And it was just amazing. And then you'd look up because he had like a big hut and it had like a zero, like a model of zero on it. Aww. It was just the coolest thing. If, if you ever need to go to Disneyland or, or need to, everyone needs to. If you ever want to go to Disneyland, go down by October and you'll meet Jack Skellington at Sea Zero. You know, it's just that's the plan. I'm supposed, well, I was supposed to be going next October to do the Halloween Christmas crossover. Oh, but amazing. 
uh, shit job. I've now been furloughed for five months and I've got no sign of going back. So we've had to cancel and reschedule for a year ahead. So what's that, 2022 I think we're going now. So yeah, and it'll be my first time leaving the UK as well. So why not make it like a big, grandiose holiday? And I can't wait. I'm so excited. Oh, it's just the best. We, we, we went for a week thinking, oh, we'll do we'll do six days or whatever in the park and then we'll do one in Paris because, you know, romantic and all that. Um, we didn't leave Disneyland. <laughs> we, we, we were in the, the New Bay Port Hotel, so it was like a 10-minute walk to the actual park itself. So every morning, load up on breakfast, straight to the park. And then we didn't come back until about 8 o'clock at night after the fireworks. So... If you need any tips for for Disneyland Paris, I am your. I, I if I don't, my my wife will know. She'll know everything. Um, really know. We're, so what's your favorite Disney film then? Well, my, my favorite Disney film. Um, I can't not say the Toy Stories. It's a Toy Story. Yeah, yeah, pretty good. Yeah, I met Buzz Lightyear that 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 holiday as well. It was just oh nice. It was the best time. <laughs> it really was. <laughs> well, the first day I was when when you go in, you get like a in the stu Universal Studios or Disney Studios, it's called in Disneyland Paris. Um, you can book in to meet people there, and for the first three days, it was Woody, and I tried so hard to get a, a meet with Woody, and then didn't happen. And the second half of the week was Buzz. I was like, we're meeting Buzz. We're meeting Buzz. So yeah. <laughs> It was just amazing. Uh, so, actually, right, so your favorite? Would you so you say your favorite Disney film is Nightmare, or just because of the nostalgia? It's one of your just favorite films. Full stop. It's, it's one of my favorite films, and um, I don't I don't really associate Nightmare Before Christmas with Disney. Uh, I probably should because it's a Disney film, but I just I don't really. Um, my favorite Disney film has to be Emperor's New Groove. Oh uh, yes. I okay. Love yeah. it so much. So that's yeah, that's my favorite. <laughs> that, that was one of those films I don't think I appreciated when I was younger and I watched it like a couple of years back and we, I seem to end up watching it once a year at least oh, and it's just good. it's just one of those I think it's one of those films though that when you're younger you found it funny but I think there's a good scalp of like grown-up jokes in there for you to not get and I think Absolutely, nowadays yeah. you, nowadays you watch it and you go how how did they get that through <laughs> Um, well, you see that with like Toy Story two, uh, Toy Story with uh, the hooker, the literal hook with legs. Oh my goodness! Yeah, we watched Toy Story like super recently, and like the legs one came out, and I was like, "Oh my god, it's it's a hooker! <laughs> that, that's what this is!" And just oh, oh it's just cutting it close. <laughs> I know. But it, when you're when you're watching it, what you would have been. Like about what ninety five or something like that. So you would have been five years old. And you would have been like, "It's just a weird toy okay, that sits made." <laughs> <laughs> right. So again, we'll we'll try and try and get back to some wrestling chat, and then we'll do our ten count and and that. Um, so what's your what's your I say what's your plans for the future? There's no shows, but uh, when when you get back, who would be the first person you want to face? Would it be would it be Aisha Raymond or anyone in mind? Just anyone. Uh, I really, really want to wrestle Griffin again. Um, I absolutely loved wrestling him. Uh, the tag match we had, I, I thought was great as well. But 
I really want to have a match with him where Athena isn't allowed to be present and just see how, not see how he copes, but he, he does have a bit of a track record of dragging her in to finish off his business. So I really do want a match with him so that we can just kind of settle it and maybe everyone can finally see my finishing move that I've not been able to pop out the bag yet because <laughs> I lose all the time. I don't don't want to spoil it, but is, do you have, do you have a name for the move? Um, I kinda I kinda want to call it Brody Bomb, but that's like all my usernames in Fortnite and stuff, so I don't want to be unmarked for myself. <laughs> so I'll just stick to a bonsai drop just now. <laughs> and is there any companies that you want to to check out or, or get to, like your discoveries or or whatnot? Oh, I would love love to wrestle for discovery um I've, I've been to a lot of their shows and they it's like the, the shows are just fantastic and their cards are always absolutely stacked uh yeah i would love to wrestle for discovery um reckless intent is definitely one of the companies i want to wrestle for uh, they were having their uh, their tournament to crown the women's champion in may which again Covid, thank you. So hopefully uh, that'll get rescheduled, and I'll be I'll be welcomed back for that. But yeah, just anywhere anywhere who really really just wants a big bitch to wrestle for them, I will absolutely be there because I just want to I just kind of want to wrestle everywhere and show people what I can do. I guess and the 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 scene, particularly in Scotland, I feel really needs some more women to represent. So I would really like to step up and and join in on that. Yeah. yeah, I don't think I realised how kind of thin on the ground. I mean, the Scottish women's scene is just incredible. It's really great. But when I was when I was doing the two K twenty stuff, I, I I created all the women that are currently active, and I sat there thinking, is that it? That that, that can't yeah. be right. That's not everyone, is it? And then I but went through my list and went, yeah, it is everyone. <laughs> so yeah. yeah, but the women we do have are awesome. Like you can't, I, I can't think of any women on the Scottish wrestling scene who I'm like, I mean, a bit of that and we could maybe do that. No, all of them are just awesome. Like I love watching Emily Hayden work because she is just, I mean, a wee bit out of her mind, but she's, she's awesome. And I just take so much pleasure watching her matches. And you've got like Angel Hayes, who's obviously very much at the forefront of the women's scene in Scotland. Like, yeah, I think just, just everybody is really, really holding it up well. And everybody's just pretty awesome at the moment. Yeah, and that, there's, there's no like cookie cutter ones. There's no, no boring ones either. Everyone's got a character. Like uh, you've got Emily Hayden, who's a bit nuts with her toaster. Uh, <laughs> and then you've got Ashley Vega, who's your modern day diva, who's, who's doing yeah. all the, the the throwbacks to your Candice Michelle's, and then uh, you've got yourself, who's just just like a bulldozer who will just crack crack skulls and just go go through everyone. <laughs> so that, that's the best bit about the scene right now is there's so many different characters that there's if you if you see a women's match on a show, you're in for something different, in for a treat because oh, yeah. of that. Um, and thankfully, with all this stuff that has been going on, uh, once the shows come back, it's a it's a better environment, and we might get to see more women come through the the system and 
and uh, you'll get more people to hopefully use the Brody bomb on or or whatever we call it, bon uh, bonsai drop. You'll be able to yeah, use it on we'll them soon enough. Yeah, um, As soon as I get that first win, then you finally get to see the devastation of it because some of the guys have taken it in the school and it's always good fun. <laughs> Um, so we're going to go for the, the 10 count um, before we wrap things up entirely. So I've got okay. 10 like subjects and just the first word that comes to your head. Okay. Easy enough. Um, okay. I've wrote them down and everything so I wouldn't forget. So number one, source wrestling. Power. Number two, Grant McIver. Giselle. <laughs> Number three, ADM. Tall. <laughs> Four, best Pokemon. Oh, Arcanine. Oh, nice choice. Five, worst Pokemon. <laughs> oh, I think I can need to say Ditto. Ditto. Number six, fierce females. Um... I'm trying not to say fierce, but fierce. Seven. Matt Daly. <laughs> I, need to, I need to say Slim Shady. <laughs> because of his song. Eight. Griffin. Mean. Nine. Rhea Ripley. Awesome. And ten. Greatest of all time. <laughs> Greatest of all time. Oh. I mean I would associate that with Daniel Bryan, I guess. There we go. That's 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 the first edition of the ten count. I think that went quite well. Um, but so thank you for taking part in the SWM podcast. Um, I don't want to keep you any longer than, than I have to. I'm sure you've got a, a big evening planned. Um, but before you go, where can we find you on the social media? Okay, so I've got my phone for this just in case because I'm likely to mess this up. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Brody underscore Adler. Uh, on Instagram, it's Brody dot Adler. And if you want to see my absolute nothingness on Facebook, it's also Brody dot Adler. Awesome. Brilliant. Well, thank you very much. Thank you.